We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Storm Dark Weather Podcast. This is episode 178. I am Rando. And I'm Shara. And you'll probably notice it's just me and Shara tonight. It's just the two of us. You know, and it, it could go one of two ways. It's it's going to go very interesting, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about weather. <laughs> you know what? You do, but you, but you don't know it. But you actually Let me just do. say, Rando has a very large agenda in front of me full of lots of terms and weird words that I don't know anything about. So I told him, I hope your voice is good because you're going to be doing a lot of talking and I'm going to be doing a lot of nodding. (laughs) And you know what? That's okay. Because I'm just happy to have you here. Um, First thing I want to say is today is the actual day. We're recording this July 26th. Uh, 2021. It is Monday evening. It is technically, officially your anniversary. So happy anniversary. Where is it? Yeah, I got to give my applause. We we said happy anniversary as he ran out the door this morning to go to work. Yeah, that's true. And I I understand now why you guys celebrated it last week. Yes, which is why we we rarely ever actually celebrate it on the day. Over the years, we've had such crazy work schedules. It's just... Whatever closest day we could get to it, we would celebrate. Karen and I did that. We actually did that. Like her birthday, it, it was the 21st of September. And it's like sometimes if it, I mean, I'm working or whatever, yeah. it's like, let's whatever just Whatever day out. you happen to have off. Yeah, let's go. I mean, I think the older you get, you know, the less you, the less you care. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, like for me. <laughs> I love him every day of the year. And yes, I'm right. happy to celebrate our anniversary, but it doesn't have to be on the day. That's my it's point. It's not that big of a deal. That's exactly my point. And this is a prime example because look. He's working midnight mass. We talked about it last week that he probably could be working that right. night. And now, is that like a week long? It's for thing? it's for the whole week. Okay. So it's till they're open till ten this whole week, except I think Friday and Saturday they're open till midnight. It's oh it's my moonlight gosh. madness all week, and then it's midnight madness for the weekends. So wow. Yeah, and, and when did it start? Did it start Sunday? Just Sunday. Yeah, Sunday was okay. the first day. Because yeah, because yesterday. Yeah, um, yesterday was his first day. Wow. Yeah, because I remember I, I got home. I'll talk about, about my stuff in a minute. But yeah, I got home like at almost 11 or 11.30 at night. And he's texting me, are you home yet? <laughs> I I think he got home close to 10 last night. Wow. And they close at 10, so he got off a little bit earlier. So, than... so okay, exp- what is this moonlight? What is this? They're I've just open it. late. They're open oh, at it? night. And oh. it's... I mean, it's cool to go ride rides at dark. Have you ever ridden a roller coaster in pitch black and you can't see what's coming? No, and I never will. Like, that is just a whole different kind of fun. I do not like fun. roller coasters. <laughs> if you love roller coasters, <laughs> riding them at night is even better because you can't see what's coming. You are just at the mercy of this ride. Well, the roller coasters that I've ridden, uh, even when I see it, it's like so much, uh, uh, you know, and turn right and left. I don't the like that. The newer ones, though, are super smooth, though. 
Some of the really? newer ones, like, you don't even feel those turns. The older ones, yes, they'll jerk you around. Don't oh, do those gosh. if you have a bad back or neck. But the newer ones, like Wildfire <laughs> and stuff, no. Like, smoothest ride ever. Oh. You don't even realize you're on. It's, like, amazing. Okay. But. Now, are you one of these people that likes to go, like, the upside-down loop-de-loop-de-loop? I do for now. <laughs> I'm getting to the point where I don't. See, that's a ne- that's a hard no to like, me. I'm, hard no. It's it's because I'm getting older and I have too much knowledge. Like, there's too much information <laughs> out there of like how much could go wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Like Silver Dollar City has a newer ride, Time Traveler. Okay. To where you go upside down and your car spins around. You do full 360s while you're on the roller coaster. Plus, you go upside down. So there's no telling which way you're going to be facing at any given point. But there's no straps that come down over you. Like, that's a security belt for me. Like, to have that strap over my shoulder to hang on to, you're just strapped in on your lap. No, that and is so a you're double ups- hard no for me. <laughs> you are upside down and spinning around, and the only thing holding you in is your lap belt. Like... I like did that one once and I was kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of done. Like, <laughs> and like my, uh, my older son and his girlfriend were in the car in front of me. And then like me and Garen were in the car behind them, but we're spinning. And so, you know, normally in a roller coaster, you can only see people's heads in front of you. Right. Well, at one point, like we we're facing each other and we're going upside down and everything. And like, we were laughing so hard at each other because like my hair thing was falling out. My sunglasses were falling out. So I can't even hang on because I'm like holding on to my sunglasses and my hair deal at the same time, trying not to lose those. It Do you have any time. clue how sick I would be on one of those things? I don't get sick on roller coasters. You know, the wow. weird thing is though, I get sick on things that just spin like the balloons so there's a hot air balloon ride okay. at Silver Dollar City, and it's just one of those that goes up in the air, and it just goes around and around like a carousel, oh, okay. but faster. I mean, it just goes round and round. Those make me sick now. Okay. The things that just spin, all they do is spin, like the teacups. The, see, the teacups, back, back, you know, you know the Sizzler, Ozark, things like that. Ozark I Empire Fair. Did you ever go to the Ozark Empire Fair? Oh, yeah. In Springfield? Well, it's on the north side, which is actually about a mile and a half from my house. That's not that far for, or two, maybe two miles from my house. We've went the last several years. Cox, when we worked for Cox, they used to buy the employees uh, passes every year. Uh, and you could okay. go and ride all you wanted all night long for free. But see, the, the rides have changed at, at the Ozark Empire Fair. Now, I'm talking about when I was a little kid. Now, I'm, I'm in my 50s, and I'm talking about when I was a teen. It's so like 40 years ago. They had those little... Uh, the little I think it was a teacup or something where where you sit in it and it's got a thing and you can it spin- make yourself spin faster. Yes, yes. My kids like. I to, made the mistake. They like to do that to me at Silver Dollar City. Like to spin us faster, and I'm like, stop. No, no. I made the mistake by doing that one time, and I was like so sick, and it's like, okay, I, I know now. That's I not- almost can't do carnival rides anymore. Oh, really? Those are carnival rides. And okay. as I've gotten older, carnival rides terrify me just oh. because I'm afraid they're going to fall apart. And Oh, really? <laughs> so last summer, uh, the town I grew up in, Miami, uh, has the Ottawa County Fair every August. And they have a carnival come in. And so we went, that was right when we were dropping off Grayson for college. Oh, okay. So we yeah. all went to the carnival. And my favorite ride growing up was called the Zipper. 
And I think I know what the zipper so is. So explain. You sit me. in little cages that kind of look like a zipper, like the little clutch of the zipper that All you pull right. up and down. So you're in a tight little cage, and then it spins around and around. It goes up in the air like like a like, like vertical, a, like a, yes, like a uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, Ferris wheel. But yeah. tighter, but tight, yes, a much tighter circle. It's I oval. know exactly what. And that. those little cages spin as they're going. Okay, so that was my favorite ride. Like every you year, gotta be kidding me. So <laughs> really? I'm so stupid. I have not done this in years. No one else will ride it but me and Grayson. My his yeah. girlfriend was too scared. My 14 year old was like, nope, not doing that one. <laughs> so me and Grayson get on it. So I'm like, I used to love this ride growing up. I screamed like our <laughs> thing would not stop spinning like i couldn't tell if i was up if i was down i didn't know where we were at like i was so disoriented because it would not stop spinning and i was screaming non-stop because i was just waiting for it to go flying off the hinges <laughs> and grayson was like mom calm down you're freaking yourself out you're freaking yourself out like when your child has to calm you down <laughs> this is a whole new level of panic and it finally stopped and i'm like oh we're done <laughs> and then it starts going the other way no, like i thought we were finished no. and it starts spinning the other way i'm like i want to get off i want to get off and when we did get finally when we finally did get off um his girlfriend and garen both were standing oh. down there they're like your cage never stopped spinning. <laughs> I'm like, yay, kid! <laughs> like you don't say. Like I am never doing that again. That was awful. I was traumatized by it. But whew. well, see, that's what the, the little teacup thing traumatized me, and that's nothing compared to the zipper. Like, how did I love that as a kid? That was my favorite ride every year. No. And like we would be mad because our thing wouldn't spin. You know, we would just go around and we're like we're like rocking it back and forth trying to get it to spin. You know, see, I can do the Ferris wheel if it goes slow. Well, yes, but that's like easy up there. Oh, look at the country now. Yeah, no, it's going whoom, whoom. You can actually hear, you can hear the air every time you go around. You can hear it going whoom, whoom, like you're going so fast. It was awful, terrible. Never thank you for reaffirming why I really don't go to carnival rides. I'm too old for carnival rides. Now on, I will be putting my little ones on the kitty rides and standing on sidelines taking pictures. Well, even okay, so when Logan. My kind of grandson was young. He was like ten, which is like what eleven years ago or something. We went. Karen and Karen Logan and I went to Silver Dollar City. She loved Thunderation, loved it, and that's not like a major one, but it's not a minor one. It's just a fun one. That's a it, that's a mild roller coaster. Yeah, she said small kids can go loved on. Loved it, it, loved it, loved it. Well, Logan wasn't tall enough yet, and I was like, okay, I'm good. I'll stay here with Logan. You ride it by yourself, and she loved it. My daughter loves that one right now because that's the only one that she can ride. Like, okay. It's the only one she's tall enough for, and she loves it. Okay, so medically, do kids have a more of a tolerance, or what? What? What is well, it? Well, with- yeah, because <laughs> when you're younger, you don't have that. It's the same as any kid, you know, with a parent when they're getting close to something. You know, you're like, don't do that because you can see what could happen. They don't have that. They don't have that yet. They don't oh. have that. So they're whole, fearless, right? Ah. I mean, some kids are terrified of rides, but I mean, right. when I was younger, I didn't 
think about the ride falling apart or this being an old carnival ride with rusty bolts holding it together. You know, you don't think of those things. You just, it's a fun ride. But now as a mother, you're like, no. Yes, now you're like sitting right next to those rusty bolts going, oh my, when were those last checked? And your little kids are going, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. They're like, I'm putting my life in their hands and these are just carnival workers that travel the world and... I know, I know. I mean, yeah, I, I want to go to the Ozark Empire Fair again. I, not to ride the rides, but just to go to the fair. Oh, yeah. It's but, a fun time. But you know what? Every, usually, usually, vast majority of the time, every time they have it open, it's like 175 degrees. And the humidity, it makes it like 300. And it's like, I don't want to go. And I'm not really. Because it's like the end of July, oh, early yeah. August. So, so around now. Yeah, it it's should the be hottest up. time of the year. And it's a nice segue because the name of this episode is Fire Up the Furnace. Heck yeah. Yeah. It got hot up in here. Now, I got we're going to get the, to the heat in a minute. But... What people don't know. We need to hear your story. Yes. I just got back last night from a wonderful, like, five or six day adventure to San Diego, California. Uh, my friend Marilyn, who I've talked about before, uh, does some spiritual uh, stuff in classes or whatever. And now they have a big recording studio in uh, o- o- San Diego, Oceanside. And I finally got a chance to go, and it was fantastic. Now, okay, but of course, me being the weather weenie, okay. I've never been to California. Uh, that was my first time. My very first time. It's like I've been to the East Coast. I've been to Florida. Right. I've been like everywhere New else. New Orleans. But I've not been to California. <laughs> you will love it. And the my first... Okay, so when I got off the plane my, my, and saw the ocean, the, the not, okay, here's my joke that everybody loved. It's like, I didn't go to any ocean. I went to a specific oh ocean. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know. The sad thing is, those are not like, those aren't good swimming oceans over in California. Oh, those are dangerous oceans. Well, th- that's my point. Like when I got Miami, there, like over Florida, you know, those are beaches you can swim in. But California, like they don't recommend you well, swim there all there, the time. There were tons of people. I mean, there's some, but like they're rough waters and there's yeah. some undercurrents. And I, and I saw that. I mean, we we were driving from the airport going to our hotel, and I finally got a glimpse of the the, the Pacific Ocean, and it looked angry. I mean, there were waves coming in. I, I had like, a friend that, not big. I have but a friend you, in the Coast Guard. Okay. Um, and that's where she was stationed. Um, San Diego. She, she started. Or? Well, she started somewhere on the California coast. I'm not sure where. And then she ended up up in Oregon, Washington, somewhere in there. Okay. But like they, yeah. it was busy. Like they were busy all the time. Oh because yeah. Because people were constantly going out when they shouldn't be. The undercurrents there are <laughs> super tough, and so they were constantly doing life-saving. Yeah, stuff. it's an active ocean. I mean, I mean, where we went, there were you know the lifeguard. There were three three lifeguards per what do you call them hut or you know lifeguard area. Yeah. You know they have little house not houses. I don't know what you call it, but but there were three. But they weren't that far apart. You could just easily walk to one or the other. And there was a lifeguard running out in the ocean like constantly, constantly. Because I mean, they're not even really that close to the water. They sit pretty far back at all the beaches, but can you imagine yeah. even trying to trying to keep an eye on that many people? Well, yeah, and, and uh, Marilyn's uh, business partner Joy was talking about uh, being trained for a lifeguard. It's like what she was explaining what they actually look for. They look for people that are number one older, number two people that if they go down suddenly 
I mean, they can see that. Right. They're all trained for that, which I don't, because it's amazing. drowning people are not, and I can say this from personal experience, I mean, they're not screaming, hollering, help me. It's usually very quiet. They can't. Uh, yeah, they're trying. They're struggling, and they can't catch their breath, and they just go under. Uh, yeah, and they can see that. It's amazing. Which is amazing that they're trained to do I, that. I I love it. I mean, I have total respect for lifeguards. And, and then when we went to Florida, like there was always a few lifeguards in the water out on the. I don't know what they're called. They look like surfboards, basically. And like they're boogie out. Yeah, 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 they're, yeah. Well, they're out there standing. Oh, okay. And they're yeah. just paddling along out yeah. on the edge of where you can swim, watching for sharks. Watching for sharks. That's literally what their job. I oh mean, they're watching God. for drowning people too, but they get out too far. But they're way out there where most people <laughs> don't <laughs> swim, <laughs> and that's their job is to watch for sharks. That's crazy. To where they can get people out of the water, but. Well, I tell you, they had the flags. Now, in Oceanside, there's a big long pier, and I didn't get a chance to walk it this time, but I want to walk it next. That's huge. I got a picture of it. I'll show you. Uh, sorry, podcast listeners, but I'll show you. <laughs> but you don't get to see it. Yeah, it's a huge pier. And r- from the pier up to a certain point, you could surf. And they had a flag. It was a yellow and mm-hmm. black checkered flag. And from on the other side, they had... A yellow flag with a with a black dot in it. It's like, oh, that's really interesting. What is this? Because I should know stuff, being a weather guy, because I know what the hurricane gale. You have a gale force, and you have a hurricane, and you have riptides, so they can put those flags out. So it's like, what are these flags? So the checkered black and yellow flag meant, okay, number one, or the yellow meant caution, but the black means uh, you can do surfboarding and and uh, water watercraft. On there, but the yellow flag with the big, cir- the black circle in it says no watercraft. So there's definitely a separation. So here you can surf <clears throat> when your surfboards or your boogie boards or you know jet skis or whatever. But here it's just you know swimmers. And I've th- forgotten the flags. It's been a long time. But it, I mean, there's red flag and there's a black flag in oh, there, yeah. like where it's like absolutely no one on the beach. Yeah, yeah, go away. <laughs> like <don't>, and <laughs> like we've been there. Um, in Florida one day, we got there when they had just put up, I mean, a storm was rolling in oh, and we yeah. were literally the only people on the beach, but there was sure. the flags that were out were nobody in the water just because there was a storm coming in and it was so yeah, bad. I think so. anything black is like a no. Yeah. Or, it's or like something. absolutely no, just stay off the beach. Oh, it, it, it was crazy. But I have to tell you this, this was the interesting thing. Again, me being the weather weenie, if you're at the beach, Okay. The temperature difference between day and night is only a few degrees, maybe four degrees. Right. Because the the, the, the overnight low was like 68 and the, the daytime high was like 72. Now, you could go five miles in or 10 miles in and you're in the hundreds because it's a desert. Mm-hmm. That was so bizarre to me. It just depends on when how many miles in. next to the in. water. Yeah, you're next to the water. There's no temperature change. I thought, okay, that's really cool. And that's why people want to live next to... That's kind of like Taney Como, you know? It can be 100 degrees outside, but if you get right next to the water, the breeze Uh, coming off of it can be really chilly. Yeah, if you get that consistently. But at least here in in the Branson area, you've got some fluctuation. Right. But to have like four degrees fluctuation all year round, that's just bizarre to me. That is weird. Uh, It should be boring, too. I, that's why I couldn't live there. Like you know? I like my seasons. 
And I got to tell you, Joy's boyfriend, Carl, who we're going to have them all on the, on the podcast at some point. Carl is a videographer, uh, a big kind of a big time videographer, and he's they go back and forth to Oceanside. But but Carl said, and he's from the California area. He when he moved here, he goes, I love the different seasons because mm-hmm. I've never experienced them. We have a new family in our church that just moved here from California. Oh, I'd yeah? have to look up where. Um, but we were literally swimming in the lake yesterday, Table Rock Lake, and there's three little girls. And uh, one of the people from our church pulls up in their boat and wants to take us all tubing. They had no idea what that was. Oh, wow. And you would think someone from California, they don't know they what may tubing not. is. Yeah. But they, they don't. Like, they don't. They would know the surf, I guess. Right. Like, they didn't have a lake near them. where, you, Like, they had never right. been in a lake. Oh, really? They're like, we've never been on a <laughs> lake, and, like, we don't know what it is to tube. And, I mean, like, we were like, go in the boat. Watch somebody else. You'll want to do it. You know, it's fun. But I would have thought, they're from California. They know all about lake swimming and tubing. And, no, they, they have don't. no idea. And, and they mentioned that, like, the whole... You know, one day it's chilly, one day it's hot, and the seasons, and I mean, to these little girls, it was all new and and cool, and yeah. And when you get here, you have extremes. Carl, from, Carl, literally from day it. to day. I oh, mean, I it could be forty one day and eighty the next. I, <laughs> and yeah, and Carl, he, he was like, and so what he's doing now, he's telling all of his friends. In California, he's like, "Oh, Branson, there's huge bugs the size of motorhomes, and and there's this awful because he doesn't want." And we do have that, <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't want people to move here because it's so peaceful and serene right? here in Branson. He's like, he loves it here. He doesn't want all of his friends to come here, so he's telling him how awful it is. <laughs> but there's something that I that they told me about that I've experienced. It's called the marine layer, and I wanted to get into that, which is really fascinating because. Uh, they initially told me, now they're not weather people, so they initially told me that the marine layer is a bunch of fog that develops on offshore and then and then comes onshore. Well, I had to delve into that because that's a big meteorological thing. <clears throat> so I Googled and Wikipedia'd the marine layer. So this is some highlights of stuff that Wikipedia says that makes total sense to me. And, and I cross-checked with National Weather Service too. But they're saying that the marine layer and the fog layer are not the same because what happened it's a temperature inversion that's the actual marine layer it's above the water and it's a temperature it's a thermal inversion so what happens is it's it acts kind of like a cap that we would have in this in the summer uh here in the midwest where you have this 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 layer that you know it kind of caps any thunderstorm develop they can't penetrate so what happens out in the ocean off of california is that that boundary sets up and all of the moisture and air underneath that marine layer starts cooling and condensing so what happens there is it starts making fog so people think they just look at it and say well that's the marine layer well the fog is a production of the marine layer which is fascinating so the marine layer basically traps all the fog and it says uh and this is something else it's interesting it said the marine layer actually can exist without any fog even though there's a temperature inversion there uh the marine layer is a medium of which the clouds may form under the right conditions it's not the layers of clouds themselves which i thought was very fascinating 
another thing uh, which I found really fascinating is in the case of coastal California, the offshore marine layer is typically propelled inland by a pressure gradient which develops as a result of the intense heating inland. So that's what I was talking about. If you go 10 miles in, air has to rise. Well, it has to, it's a vacuum, so it has to be replaced by something. So it pulls this fog layer on shore. And it says usually the, the fog clears by midday, uh, and occasionally the marine layer will become partially or particularly deep, and the clouds on land will persist all day, which it did the past couple of days. Uh, it said this can happen any time of year, but the colloquialisms, which I thought was very fascinating, it happens in June. They call it June gloom. In July, they call it no sky July. And my favorite for August, they call it foggest because so this is a fog that's up high? No. Or it, like it actually is all the way to the ground? And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the layers here and the, the the air below it starts cooling. And, and is that's this where on the, fog, the water or yeah. is this everywhere? Like what we get on Tiny Como, like a fog that forms on the it's, water? It's something like that. But I mean, it's a different thing. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Because because the ocean, that the thermal layer causes the air, it can't heat anymore. So it starts cooling. And when, you know, cool air... Uh, air cools, it condenses, and that's where all the fog comes from, and especially at night. And I thought, isn't that fascinating? Uh, June, June gloom, no sky, July, and August. Well, I see, like Foggest. I like Foggest, too. Now, now Joy and Carl, they, they were out there, and they're flying back today. And uh, I think Joy's favorite is the June gloom, because she told me June gloom. And now I understand it, because I thought, oh, it's just fog. No, it's an entire mechanism of how that works, which I thought was really fascinating. And that uh, Lee and everybody I was out there with were telling me uh, that it's San Diego is considered a desert because they have very little rainfall. So... Again, me being a weather weenie, I went to research <laughs> San Diego, California. The average rainfall per year annually is 11.7 inches, so not even a foot of rain. Wow. Yeah. The, U- the U.S. average is 38.1, and I think in, in Springfield, Branson area, average is about 40-something like that, which is really cool. And here's the other thing. Because it's a desert, there's very little bugs I didn't have to swat mosquitoes. I didn't. I mean, I was outside. We sit outside all the time. I didn't smack one bug off of me, which is awesome. Right? Because <laughs> I'm uh, insectophobic. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm, I'm looking at my, my my notes here because there's so much I wanted to tell everybody. Uh, yeah, the desert, the rainfall, marine layer, uh, temperature different. Yeah, I, I, I. Oh, highway, interstate five. Oh. This is why I cannot, I will probably not ever live in San Diego. The travel. Interstate 5. I don't ever want to live there. No. I've never wanted to live there. They call it the 5, and and Joey was saying that everybody out there, like uh, the 101, all all the highways, they call it the, the 101, or the 5, or whatever. They have two speeds, Shara. Right. When you're on the road... You either slow or killer fast. There you go. Fast or faster. Well, no, no, it's it. No, it's either go or stop. (laughs) I mean, because because we would back up and we would stop and we would wait. And I don't think I've ever heard an engine rev that hard because people once traffic starts moving, they floor it, they go, and then bam, it stops. Dallas, like you is that Dallas? Well, I mean, it's like (sighs) you go the speed everyone else is going, or you get run over. 
I couldn't. There's I no couldn't speed do that. limit. It's just keep up with existing traffic. I you don't do even that. slow down to turn. If you slow down they to don't. turn, you just you just make the turn because you're going to get run over. They don't. It, it's bizarre. It, I mean, I was anxious. I mean, Joy did great. Carl did great. I mean, they're they're kind of from there, so it's like they did fine. But Marilyn and me were just riding along, and I was in the back seat. And I got to tell you, I was anxious. I wasn't scared. I really wasn't scared, but I was anxious. Like, okay, I, I'm glad that we didn't rent a car because I couldn't do this. So anyway, let's get off of that. That was my trip, and I'm going to be going back out there in September, which they said is great because that's when the marine layer calms down and the, water, the actual ocean temperature rises because the water was kind of cool. It was like 60, some, 60 to 70 degrees, which is cool. Right. Uh, but it will be in the mid-70s in September, just the way... There you go. Because it's kind of connected to La Nina, La Nina. Ooh, El Nino. You need to talk to them. I need to go with you. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to leave my family behind, and I'm going to go to California. Hey, Corey can watch your kid. You got older kids. My mom was born in California, and I've never even been there. (laughs) Well, now let's talk about... We've done all this this talking, which I love. Let's talk about the heat. It's definitely hot, and we're going to get not getting any better. Oh no, we're going to get our first. It, I think this is the first real heat wave. I mean, it got it's kinda, lasted. Yeah, the slack because we had a couple of really hot days. What is like a month ago or something? Yeah, but I mean, it, like by the next day, it's eighty. I mean, there's just no consistency. Yeah, well, heat advisories are starting to pop up. I mean, Northeast Oklahoma has been under one all day. Uh, Kansas City's been under that for like a day. I think or two. Corey said yesterday was a uh, like ninety. Eight, and that was going to be the best day. Like in said, Miami? No, no, in Branson. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, and it's just going to get hotter the rest of the week. Like It keeps changing. Yeah, I mean, I came, I, I went from wonderful California and I'm back here. As soon as I stepped off the plane, which was about it's 1030 a, at night. It's a dry heat there. They don't well, have the humidity that we have, do they? It, well, it depends on the fog layer. Because if the fog's coming in, it's, 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 I mean, it's not as. I think it, maybe I'm thinking of like New Mexico, Arizona. You're thinking it's, desert, it's yeah. It's a dry heat. That's so like. So it doesn't feel. Las Vegas. Yes. It doesn't feel as hot. Right. As it does here because you don't walk outside and immediately start sweating. Right. Yeah. When you're, when you're in San Diego, you still kind of have a little bit of humidity. <clears throat> but I tell you, when I got off the plane last, last night at 1030, 1030 at night. I thought, oh my God, this is like. Ugh. It was bad yesterday. The humidity was high yesterday. Really? Like I went into town around two thirty or three o'clock. I hadn't been out of the house yet, but I went to town just to wash the car, get gas, get a couple groceries. Uh huh. And making all those stops, my car has no time to actually cool off. It couldn't keep up, and oh. I mean, like I was dripping. Oh no! Like I was so. I mean, like I like my leather seats. You know, you just stick to the seats. Oh god! Because it was so <laughs> muggy. It was miserable. Well, didn't you say we had some poppers yesterday? There was a couple little pop ups. We. It didn't rain ever at my house. Okay. It thundered a couple of times, and it got oh, dark, wow. and it got windy. But it did not actually ever rain at my house. It rained Stone County. I know. I know over okay. Indian Point, Silver Dollar City, that area got a little bit of rain, and then up to the north of us, it it was very dark. So closer I, to Springfield. I, I have to tell our listeners how proud I am because, <laughs> okay, uh, number one, I was on a plane all day yesterday, right. and Corey was working all day yesterday. They so left me hanging. Shara was on her own, and she got that radar app out, and she looked at it and assessed that we were not going to have severe weather. I'm so proud. 
I got to give you some applause for well, that. Well, Corey would have warned me of that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the morning, it said 40% chance of rain. Yeah. And I really didn't even pay any attention to that. It was like, psh, nah. <laughs> but we had a gathering. We were supposed to be at the lake at 5 o'clock. And so I started watching the weather when it started getting dark at 2 o'clock. I'm like, oh, no, are we oh. going to get rained out? But I was able to look at the radar and kind of determine yes. that looks like it's going to pass us and it's going to stay to the north of us. And and she kept everybody safe. See, that's why you're a member of the Storm Dark team. Yeah, I don't know anything else about weather. But okay, well, that's okay. Just keep people if safe. If it had that's... gotten bad, you'd have been on your own. <laughs> I've been on a plane. I'd just say, take over. <laughs> it'd been your husband. It's like, Corey, take a break because there's like storms. <laughs> but anyway, that is going to continue. Uh, it, it, all week, it, it, like Shara said, it's gonna, like tomorrow's going to be 93, and then the next, uh, which is Tuesday, Wednesday is going to be hotter. I think 98. I mean, it's just going to get it was nuts. Just, it's going to be hot. So like, I just want to stay in the pool all week. You can do that. I yeah, kind of can. Yeah, we're convinced that uh, you know we're going to get under some kind of heat advisory. I, I think a heat advisory, uh, an excessive heat warning. I don't think we're going to get that hot. Because there's criteria that needs to be met that we're not going to be into, but I I just look for you know a heat advisory area wide to start popping up. This is where the nurse of me says, check on your elderly. There you go. Check on your grandparents, your parents that aren't they're just not used to turning on their air. They're not used to the heat. Mm-hmm. And make sure they have air working. Make sure they have fans. Make sure they stay hydrated because perfect. It will hit them hard. That is exactly. What the National Weather Service says too. I mean that you, you check on your elder. Drink water. Don't drink alcohol. No sodas. No alcohol. Caffeine is, will dehydrate well, you faster. Well, alcohol is going to alcohol drain and you caffeine more. both are natural diuretic diuretics, diuretics, and wow. they will both drain you of all of your fluids. Drink yeah. water. Well, you're not going to get my mom to stop drinking coffee though, <laughs> but she That's has fine. an air conditioner. Water is. I mean, coffee. Oh, she mostly loves water. water. She so. loves drinking water and stuff. So, and she knows my mother's smart. I know she listens to this. Thank you, Mom, that you listen to this. And you go and watch. She likes to water the birds. And she likes to water the flowers. Uh, but she only goes out and comes right back in. She's got her air conditioner on. So thank you, Mom. You're good. Uh, the next, uh, I mean, but this weekend we could get a break. I mean, Saturday I think there's going to be some more clouds. Again, this is like a whole week ahead. But we, there's strong signals that a cold front, quote, Cold front. <laughs> Cold by a night 90 instead of 100. Right. <laughs> right. It will be moving in on Sunday with it, our next chance of showers and thunderstorms to do a couple of days. Uh, and the GFS and the Canadian, I looked at both of those before uh, we, we started. They are advertising more normal temperatures. Uh, normal for this area is, is air temperatures around 90. Uh, that's normal, we, which we've been. That's kind of where we've been doing you know, and then now we're just like, the furnace is on. So hopefully next week will be just a tad cooler and we can get out. So, well, let's get to the next segment. Tropical, tropical, tropical. It's tropical. And I got to tell you that my friend Marilyn and I talk about that is her on that drop. And Corey's not here to give the tropical update, so... Well, no, he you know he gives the editor, editor the news because I don't have anything. <laughs> I almost told him to like send me anything he had, send me something, <laughs> and I would try to read it, but I wouldn't be able to explain it. <laughs> well, the good thing is there's really not not anything going on. I mean, there there's the disturbance that's basically on the Georgia coastline uh, that's not going to turn into anything. The five day outlook is only ten percent, so it's just it's going to be a rain producer. Uh, the Pacific Ocean, there's a disturbance about a 700 miles southwest, south, southwest of the tip of Baja Peninsula. It's, 
five-day probability of becoming something is still is like only 30 percent that mean that's not much and in central i had uh, i'd rarely look at central but i did today and i thought oh yeah there's a disturbance about a thousand miles east southeast of hilo hawaii and it's five-day outlook of be actually becoming something is 10 percent so the tropics are kind of quiet at this point so that's good so see you don't have to like worry be now, is that one of those words you can't use in weather because what q word isn't something you don't use in healthcare. We don't say the Q word, so I didn't know how that worked in weather. The Q word. Quiet. Oh, quiet. Well, no, you can use it in weather. If you say quiet in the health field, you will jinx everyone and every all hell will break loose. Really? Everything that can happen. You don't ever walk onto a nursing unit and say, boy, it's quiet in here. Oh, oh no. Then bells and whistles are going to You will get start. throat punched by oh. a nurse. <laughs> Because literally everything will start happening. You don't oh. ever, we don't. That's like a forbidden word in the in the healthcare field. Well, but but see, in weather, we kind of know what's going to happen because it's quiet right now. But we know it's true. You can predict it. Yeah, right now in August, probably end of August, September, and I'm just guessing at this point, it's going to be like last year. It's just going to start exploding. Well, I can predict if you walk onto a nursing unit and say the word quiet. First of all, you're going to make every single nurse and aide mad, <laughs> mad at you, and you are going to cause everyone to decline and all their bells to go off, and it will be a bad shift. Okay, so if I go in the hospital... Don't use the word Q. Don't use the Q you word. You have no idea how many families will oh. walk up to the desk. Like, they're just trying to make conversation. They say it's real quiet. And they, they will. Like, there will be those moments where there's not lights going off and things are just okay. We yeah. call it things are going okay. We don't talk about it. We just enjoy it. You just revel in it. You just say, okay. You don't talk about it. You don't be like, oh, it's so nice this day. No, you don't even discuss it. You don't bring it up. You're just like, you just look around and you smile at each other. And you go And you acknowledge it silently. But then you get that family member that wants to talk to you. (laughs) And they walk right up to the desk and they're like, boy, it's quiet up here today. (laughs) Oh, Every single one of us, our blood starts boiling and we're like. Oh, I'm glad you, you told that? me that. I'm glad you. Of course, I would never You're comment. Like, well, thanks a lot. It won't be anymore. <laughs> well, see, I would never comment on the ambient condition. If I'm <laughs> if I'm with a loved one in the hospital, I don't care if it's quiet or noisy. I'm worried about my. I know. Loved one. <laughs> it's like they just don't know what to say, and so they're just yeah. trying to make oh, friendly conversation. It. They're yeah. like, "Boy, it's quiet up here," and you're like, "Well, there went that shift." <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh gosh. Well, I think it's about time to get to the weather school. Hey, I, I chose this weather school. We haven't done it in a while because uh, I saw, I mean, my little slots of time that I could see radar, there's been outflow boundaries. These storms are like... That was what brought in the storms the yesterday. Storm, just outflow boundaries flying around everywhere. So I thought, they you know, this would be... popped up. Yeah, this would be a good good time to do the outflow boundaries. So let's uh, learn about that and get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Storm Dar Weather School. A strong thunderstorm has generated an outflow boundary and it's headed this way. Is it dangerous? What exactly is an outflow boundary anyway?
You hear us talk a lot about outflow boundaries, so let's get into exactly what they are. An outflow boundary, also known as a gust front or an OB, is a boundary separating thunderstorm-cooled air, or outflow, from the surrounding air, similar in effect to a cold front, with its passage marked by a wind shift and usually a drop in temperature and a related pressure jump. Outflow boundaries can persist for several hours after the thunderstorms that generated them dissipate, and they can travel hundreds of miles from their area of origin. New thunderstorms sometimes develop along outflow boundaries, especially near the point of intersection with another boundary, like a cold front, a dry line, or another outflow boundary. Outflow boundaries can be seen either as fine lines on weather radar imagery or as arcs of low clouds on weather satellite imagery. From the ground, outflow boundaries can be associated with the appearance of roll clouds and shelf clouds. These clouds look quite ominous but are harmless. However, a thunderstorm could be ongoing just behind it. Outflow boundaries create low-level wind shear, and that can be hazardous during aircraft takeoffs and landings. If a thunderstorm runs into an outflow boundary, the low-level wind shear from the boundary can cause thunderstorms to exhibit rotation at the base of the storm, at times causing tornadic activity. Strong versions of these features, known as downbursts, can be generated in environments of vertical wind shear and mid-level dry air. Outflow boundary generation is sometimes referred to as the last hurrah of a thunderstorm. In order for thunderstorms to maintain strength, a persistent updraft must be present. Once the updraft wanes, then colder and denser air trapped in the upper part of the thunderstorm will fall to the ground. Once the colder air reaches the ground, then it has nowhere to go except outward and it pushes away from the dying thunderstorm. The edge of the outflow boundary can often be detected by radar. In extreme cases, this crashing of the colder air to the surface can be intense and is known as a microburst. By definition, a microburst is a small-scale downdraft produced by a thunderstorm. A microburst can be particularly dangerous to aircraft, especially during landing due to the wind shear caused by its gust front, and flight crew training goes to great lengths on how to properly recover from a microburst or wind shear event. Microbursts have a diameter of influence less than two and a half miles, while macrobursts occur over a diameter greater than two and a half miles. Wet microbursts occur in atmospheres where the low levels are saturated, while dry microbursts occur in drier atmospheres from high-based thunderstorms. At ground level, shelf clouds and roll clouds can be seen at the leading edge of outflow boundaries. Through satellite imagery, an arc cloud is visible as an arc of low clouds spreading out from a thunderstorm. 
If the skies are cloudy behind the arc, or if the arc is moving quickly, high wind gusts are likely behind the gust front. Sometimes a gust front can be seen on weather radar, showing as a thin arc or line of weak radar echoes pushing out from a collapsing storm. The thin line of weak radar echoes is known as a fine line. Occasionally, winds caused by the gust front are so high in velocity that they also show up on radar. This cool outdraft can then energize other storms, which it hits by assisting in updrafts. Gust fronts colliding from two storms can even create new storms. Overall, outflow boundaries are quite interesting to look at on radar. In the summertime, it's refreshing when one of these outflow boundaries moves through your area. It will temporarily create cooler temperatures and provide a nice breeze. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you should know everything about outflow boundaries. They're cool little things. Uh, and I say that, <laughs> that was kind of a just <laughs> thing. Yeah. Cool. You're right, because it does intended. cool you up. Yeah, okay, I know. <laughs> Well, we're checking up on Corey. Corey is... Just now getting off work. Oh, man. And then he's got to go home and go to bed and get up early and go back to work. Man, that's amazing. Well, we're having way too much fun. So let's get to the next segment, which is in other news. Uh, I don't think you have much, do you? I have got nothing. (laughs) I know nothing. Well, you know what? I actually have some in other news. I can read you what's written on here, but I know nothing. (laughs) But you know what? Your segment is right after this, and you've got a lot of I can't even say the name of this tropical storm you're going to talk about. (laughs) Sharon's talking about, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I heard about this just yesterday. Tropical storm Nepartak, or Nepartak, or whatever, N-E-P-A-R-T-A-K, is headed for Japan, and it's going to make landfall just north of Tokyo. Uh, It's, somebody called it Typhoon Nepartak, Nepartak. Well, isn't it to where I read this, or maybe Corey told me, I don't remember, maybe I dreamed it, over in Tokyo where our Olympics are actually happening, Mm -hmm. they don't call them hurricanes, they call them typhoons. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, poor things, they've already had to cancel everything, and so many people getting COVID, now they got a typhoon headed for them. You know what? All they need now is an earthquake. It just, you know, let's just cap it off with a bigger and a tsunami. You know, just make everything. No, no tsunami. No, no, no. But it's going. It's right now. These uh, maximum sustained winds are about forty miles per hour. So that's not. You know, it's still that's tropical. Just storm. a storm here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Still tropical storm. Uh, but the the article I read says definitely that typhoon season is picking up, and that just makes sense. That's just you know it, we're getting into July and August and September, so that's what's going to happen so the other thing i have i got a couple more things isn't that weird i never have another you never have anything well corey always has because corey's not here (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) but uh this is something interesting starting the 2nd of august which uh is i think before the next our next podcast when is august 2nd today's the 26th 26th you figure that out. I'll keep talking. It'd be Sunday would be August 1st. So next podcast would be August 2nd. Oh, next podcast? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell this anyway because I printed off a paper. 
Well, if you printed it, you got to read it. Yeah, I got to read it. It's official. <laughs> the National Weather Service is implementing that new damage threat category thing. And so I'm got, I, w- I want to read that. <clears throat> Basically, uh, everybody should know by now the National Weather Service local offices issue a severe thunderstorm warning. Uh, and, but now we're going to have criteria, da- criteria damage levels. Uh, the normal or what they call the base... B-A-S-E, the base severe thunderstorm warning, is going to remain the same, which is a one-inch hail or winds gusting 58 mile per hour. We call it 60, 58 mile per hour greater, or both. You can have both of those. But sometimes, now that storms are getting stronger, they're going to, they have two more categories. The next one up is going to be considerable damage. So the criteria for a considerable damage threat is hail at least 1.75 or one and three quarter inch in diameter, which is golf ball, and or a 70 mile an hour thunderstorm wind. So if we've got thunderstorm winds uh, that are up, in which we're getting a lot more of those now, then that's going to be considered a uh, considerable damage threat. Now the, excuse me, the top one uh, for this criteria is called the destructive. Uh, The criteria for a destructive damage threat is hail at least two and three quarter inch diameter, which would be baseball size hail or and or 80 mile per hour thunderstorm winds. Now, now this is a highly damaging severe thunderstorm. I mean, uh, the other ones are damaging. I mean, we've seen just with normal base severe thunderstorms, the golf ball size hail, it takes siding and just makes it look like, you know, whack-a-mole, you know, whack-a-mole siding uh, just, just holes everywhere. But this is, you know, two and three quarter. I mean, I think Forsyth had that. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, baseball size hail. So it, when we get the destructive damage threat, you're going to get a what's called a WEA, a wireless emergency alert on your smartphones to tell you that please something damaging is 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 on the way. And uh, for statistics, they say on average only 10 percent of all severe thunderstorms reach the destructive, the top category every year nationwide. Most of these storms are damaging wind events such as derechos and some of the larger, more intense thunderstorms called supercells, duh, (laughs) we know that, uh, that can typically produce very large hail in their path. And the last thing, it says that the the new destructive thunderstorm category conveys to the public urgent action is needed. A life-threatening event is occurring and may cause substantial damage to property. And like I said, we will be on, you will be on uh, the uh, wireless, I put the sheet down, what is it, wireless... Emergency alert. <laughs> no, I was reading off the sheet and I it's put like, the I sheet down. I remember you saying like, it, but I don't wait, remember what's what WEA? Sorry, guys, I don't know. <laughs> so there, that. And uh, here's something else, Shira. I thought this was really cool. I saw I was it yesterday. reading this and I'm not sure what it means, so well, I'm interested. Well, to... Dubai uh, is making its own rain. But you said it's fake rain. That's what the article said. It's not it's, real rain? Well, I, I know. I read that too. It's, it's actually man-made rain and it's a new type of thing it, they are so miserably hot over there the temperatures are above 115 degrees like but daily they're dubai they're so far ahead of us like you know they really are like technically and everything like they could totally just make their own rain i could see that well i know <laughs> well i want to read a little bit of the article uh from cbs news uh, 
excuse me, it says with temperatures in Dubai regularly surpassing 115 degrees Fahrenheit, possibly up to 120, I've seen that, the government has decided to take control of the scorching weather. Scientists in the United Arab Emirates, or UAE, are making it rain artificially using electrical charges from drones to manipulate the weather and force rainfall across the desert nation. Uh, Meteorological officials uh, released a video footage this week showing a downpour over Rajakama, as well as several other regions. Yeah. (laughs) This is considered a new method of of cloud seeding. uh, So they're making the clouds rain? Yeah. I thought they were just making their own rain. Well, uh, yeah, they're making, yeah. Apparently, they're sending drones up there that's sending electrical charges. Uh, That's making them release the water. But Uh, apparently, there's, there's video footage out there. So if you enter, I'm guessing, or go to CBS News or enter Dubai, uh, Fake rain? I don't know. They, they call it a fake rain. But it, it's a new—it says the new method of cloud seeding shows promise in helping to mitigate drought conditions worldwide without as many environmental concerns as previous methods. So, see, previous methods—we have a weather school on that, actually, where they would uh, seed the clouds with calcium chlor or different chemicals. They would actually seed them. Well, this has no chemicals. It just sends an electrical charge. Yeah, there. somehow they're do- sending an electrical charge up there that's that's making... I mean, I'm going to... After the podcast, or maybe tomorrow because it's going to be late, I'm going to go and look at this because that's really fascinating to me. And the last thing, which I thought was really kind of funny. <laughs> While I was in California, I was looking... And on uh, on Facebook, there's a radar scope group. I don't know. Corey probably saw this. I'm sure he did. But uh, there was some glitch <laughs> where they they had a severe thunderstorm watch uh, that was scheduled to expire in 4,154 days, 11 hours, and 42 minutes. Like, just get used to it. It's here for the next several years. <laughs> so so I mean, everybody's getting out their calculators right now. But no, actually, that equates to about 11 and a third years. So a storm for next 11 yes, years. Yes, be watching. A severe thunderstorm watch, and this is from the Tulsa office now. Now, granted, I don't think that's the National Weather Service. I think that's an, a radar scope glitch. Where the did the, you see the one we had a few weeks ago that showed it was supposed to like snow every day? Oh, the forecast grid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one was funny, and I wish I would have screenshot it because it was gone by the time I went back. To oh, look I have at it, it somewhere. I, I definitely that screenshot. That one was it. hilarious. The National Weather Service was calling for snow every day. For, yeah, rain and snow and like high the, of 90. <laughs> like literally like last week. It was funny. I'm like, you know, I really don't think it's going to snow. Speaking I, of drones. Yeah. You mentioned the drones. Did you watch the opening ceremonies to the Olympics? No. I've been busy gone. They had 1800 I think it was 1800. I'd have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure it was 1800 drones that were up in the sky and formed an earth. Like they had different lights oh on them to where they made God. earth. Really? Like that was the coolest thing ever. I was like, whoa, how did they get 1800 drones and to fly perfectly to look like an earth? Drones wow. are amazing. Wow. They, no, I haven't seen anything of the Olympics. I mean, because I've been in recording studio most of the day and then at the beach, known as my savage tan, I got my savage tan at the beach, which will go away in like two days because I don't tan. <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll be like on YouTube or something, won't it? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you can totally go and watch it. I you am, can surely look up the opening ceremony and watch it. I'm definitely going to it's watch It's very that. cool. Yeah, I kind of miss it. I mean... Well, and they also did... Um, they had people that were, like, covered head to toe. They kind of reminded me of the Blue Man Group. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Because they had total body suits on. Uh-huh. And, you know, the little... I don't know what they're called, but that makes the logo for each event... You know, like the little tennis character and the little, you know, all the different events. They have a little... A little avatar type thing? Yes, that. Okay, so they have a little thing. Anyway, they uh-huh. had people <clears throat> that were in little costumes like that, forming all those different designs. Really? really cool. Oh, yeah. I, I've done, I mean, that's all Karen and I would do. I mean, I, I've watched some events, but you, you got to check the opening and the closing. We watch the opening ceremony pretty much every year, and then we keep track of... We like to watch the live events. It's not really it's not really fun to watch in the recorded events, pre-recorded. And they're like what, 13 hours ahead of us, so it's already Oh yeah. It's already Tuesday morning there and they're competing right now. So it's kind of fun to watch some of the live events and I always love watching the medal ceremony. If, oh, if, that's you good. Know, they'll always cut to whatever there's a if if have America's we won, won anything yet? Oh yeah. Oh we have. Oh yeah. Oh good. On um, the first day, we had already medaled. I thought I saw an article that said that we did not do anything on the first day. I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I swear it was the first day. I, it felt like it was the first day. I, <laughs> I, hey, as long as we're winning something, that's good. I want to say it was in swimming. We'd already won medals. like And like I remember yeah. a couple of our swimmers weren't at the opening ceremonies. Because remember, the opening ceremonies here was at like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. But that was next morning oh, right. for them. And right. some of them were actually getting ready to compete. They had oh. to compete in very soon after the ceremonies, so they weren't at the ceremonies. Gotcha. I want to say it was swimming that we meddled like the very first day. We have good swimmers. And we have some amazing skateboarders. Oh, that's like right. We, skateboarding. Like we have the top skateboarders. I like diving. Diving is, I was like, I like wow. watching the diving, the swimming, the gymnastics. Like how, I just don't understand how they do that from like, you know, three, four stories up there and they do this and they enter and there's like no splash. It's like, how do you do because that? Because they just hit that water perfectly. <clears throat> I'm waiting for disc golf. When we have disc golf, Olympic disc golf. That's what we do. Okay. Well, before we go off the rails too much, I think we need to get to the next segment. Get ready to get educated in Shara's Fun Facts. It's time for Shara's Fun Facts. So I've been talking most of the time. So, well, you've been a great co I think co-host. I've been totally you've just been, saying, yeah. spouting nonsense the whole show. <laughs> That's what makes a podcast interesting. Nothing of worth to say, but I can speak all day. <laughs> but now it is your segment. So what is okay. this week's Fun Facts? So I have some Fun Facts in store. Okay. But because it is Corey and I's anniversary, Aww. I'll throw in a couple of fun facts. Yeah. Okay. Of how we met. I think we talked last week or the week before of how I was on his dad's and his sister's softball team. Yeah. When I was younger. But we actually met, met, um, and got to know each other um, in band. We were on the drum line together. He was the quad player. I was a snare. Um. So that's how we actually met. I was 14 and he was 16. Oh. I was starting my freshman year of high school. He was starting his junior year of high school. So that's how it all began in oh. 1990. Yeah. <laughs> Age myself. <laughs> but um, Nice. Yeah. Anywho, Anywho. so we know we had I had a birthday this past week. Yes. 
And it got me and my kids to talking because I really suddenly felt old. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking back to even just the 90s when I had my first kid. Okay. Of how times are different from then and now. And we got to talking about what are some things we have now that we didn't have then, but we can't even imagine living without them. Like, oh, good. How did we manage back in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, my oldest son was born in the 90s and we got married in the 90s. And it's like, man. We didn't have any of this when we first got married. How did we survive? (laughs) So I did some Googling. Good, good. This is great. First up, online banking. Like, who actually goes to the bank anymore? Like, remember when you had to go to the bank to make any kind of, you you had to deposit your check? It's been months since I've been to the bank. You got paid a check, a paper check. Right. And you had to take it to the bank and deposit it or cash it, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think at one point, like if you deposited it, depending on where, like only 200 of it would go in, you had to wait a day for the rest of it to go uh-huh. in. So you were still broke, even though you got, just, <laughs> just got paid. Um, you know, like all of your bills, you actually had to sit down and write out checks and mail them in to the, the people or drop them off or whatever. Like I, still I got do to do that for a couple of them. <laughs> I, well, I got to talking to a friend the other day and I'm like, I don't even have checks. Like, I don't know when I last. Are you serious? I don't even have any checks because I have no purpose for them. Oh my it god! It used to be the only thing I needed a check for was to either like, like maybe make my house payment or pay my rent, or to send uh, lunch money with the kids to school because I refused to send them cash. Yeah, but I get that. Like it's all online now. You know, you can make your mortgage payments online with your bank that you're already with. I do that. Yeah. Um, at one point, like we had all of our payments. I mean, even our babysitter. We had them all set up to where they came out at a certain time of the month and they would mail them a check. The bank would do it for me. I didn't have to. Wow. And the kids' school, their lunches and everything, you just get online to the school website. Oh, just pay there. And you just pay it online. We order their pictures online. Remember when you used to have to fill out the order form? Oh, yeah. Send in the money? See, I'm I'm well over 10 years older than you. (laughs) online now. So, I mean, but I mean, like, I've had at one point three kids that I had to send money in and hope that it got there for lunch and for pictures and everything. No, it's all online. So, online banking. Like, I don't remember how we survived without it, but... I mean, everything is just so easy now. See, I, see, I know my progression because I don't I, go to the bank. I, but, but see, I would get the check and I would go to the ATM and deposit it. Right. But then I realized, wait a minute, you can just take a picture. So I take the check exactly. home, take the picture, and like you said, I don't even have to go to the bank anymore. Like, I mean, our your paychecks now, most people's anyway, are automatically deposited. And I switched this year. It's like it's Those just magically there. direct deposited into your account. And so they're actually there a lot sooner now. You don't have to wait to go pick it up. Yeah. Deposit. Bam. They're there at midnight, ready yeah. to go. And it, if you get a check, you know, like I've gotten some birthday checks this week from family or whatever. Yeah. We'll just snap a picture, deposit it in our account. And it's there. It's so crazy. crazy. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I remember back in the day when I had to sit down and have Bill paying day, where you had to sit down and actually write out the checks, yep. address them all. You had the, yep. little, the, <laughs> the return envelope that they sent you with your bill, and you had to mail it in and yeah. all that good stuff. Anyway, I do a couple of those, yeah. <laughs> um, texting. I mean, like something that we is a common everyday thing that is how I communicate with everyone is through texting. Like, yeah. I mean, first of all, I remember when I didn't even have a cell phone because I couldn't afford one. When we finally got one, it was still way too expensive to actually use it you could use it after 9 p.m 
Like we, yeah, right, we right, lived right. in Missouri and our family all lived in Oklahoma. So even though we were only 20 minutes away, that was a long distance call. Mm-hmm. But with our cell phone that we paid like 50 some dollars a month for, which was outrageous back yeah. in the 90s, <laughs> we could make all the calls we wanted after nine for free. I, I remember the minutes thing. So, yeah. Oh, you know, there was no unlimited data, data, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when my, like, texting wasn't even a thing, but I remember when it started becoming a thing, and me and Corey would just very rarely send each other a text if it was because I was in class or he was at work. It was when we couldn't talk. Oh, right. Yeah. And we would send each other a text, and it cost a nickel or a dime. Right. Per I remember time. that. Yeah. So you only texted when you absolutely had to. And I remember when I got to texting more of my friends, and so he increased my texting to like 400 texts per month. Mm-hmm. And that was well in my limit. Like I did not go over that at all. We had to and, have limits. Isn't that amazing? Right. And, and you could stick with them. And I'm like, now 400 texts? I could send that in a week. <laughs> I bet. I mean, Me too. Well, the way my mother and I text now, oh my gosh. So I'm glad it would be millions. The ago. first text was actually sent in 1992. What? It said Merry Christmas. Okay, please explain. That's all I know about it. it oh, just, that's it? It just says the very first text was sent in 1992. Corey, look that up. Wait, Corey's not here. It right. has a little picture of, of a Nokia phone. Remember the ah. little Nokia phones? My mother learned how to text on a little phone. I did, and I don't know how we did it. Like now, we I have never a, showed her. I just now started. we have a full keyboard. Like when we started texting back in the day, <laughs> you had to hit one number like three times to get a letter and then go again to get a next letter. And I mean, like, how did we text? And I was fast at it. (laughs) I couldn't do it now, (laughs) but... Oh, I've seen people that... I had my little flip phone that, boy, we could shoot out a text in no time, but you, there was no keyboard. Exactly. All right. Um, Google. Seriously. What did we do before Google? I know, because I remember when Google was coming out, because we had Bing and you had these other ones. Remember Ask Jeeves? Yes! Ask Jeeves. That oh was my God. what we used a lot in school was Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but th- are those still around? Because Google took off. I mean, Google was like. I don't know. I don't know if Ask Jeeves. Okay, well, you to, keep going. I'm going to see You're going to have to look that up, see if Ask I'll Jeeves is still Ask a thing. Um, the search engine was officially born as a company in 1998. And it truly changed our world. I mean, I'm sitting watching TV shows. And I'll see a character like, oh, where have I seen them? <laughs> and we start Googling, you know, and you're at work and someone asks. Your lights are possessed beside me. They're like flickering off and on. There? Oh, it's in, probably that big lightning storm. In that room, those lights are going off and on. Oh, yeah. It, it, I have a clapper in there. Oh, okay. So I'm being too loud, basically? No. No, see. And now it's not going to work. They were just literally going off and on. I was like, what is going on here? (laughs) Anywho. Are we going off the rails yet? I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, I remember back when you wanted to know something and it would just drive you crazy all day long. You're like, oh, it'll think, I'll think of it. Who's that person? Who's that person? And you just had to think about it all day. But like now, even at work, somebody will be like, you know, oh, do you remember this? Or what was this? Or, you know, what time was this? Or what date was this? Or what year was this? Boom. You just Google it. I was going to say, the first thing you do is grab your phone and go to Google. Yeah. what did we do without Google? And to like research things when I was in college, you actually had to go to a library. You had to check out books. See, Karen, my wife, she, she, 
she would never adapt to this. She would want to go and hold that book and go to the library. Now, and when it smell comes it. to reading, I yeah. want to hold the book. Okay, you're not I, a Kindle person. I love the smell. Yeah, of a brand new book. Yep, that's Karen. Yeah. And the hotel that we stayed in a couple weeks ago for our anniversary, uh, we stayed at the Hotel Vandevort in Springfield. The lobby smelled like a brand new book. Oh wow! I have no idea how, but it was like amazing to me because it was like. <sighs> It's like a brand I new book. I want to read. I know. I just made you want to sit down and read next to the fire or whatever. But Wow. No, but I mean, as far as other things, like being able to Google them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in when I was in nursing school, when we would reference something um, for a research paper or whatever, we were only allowed to use. And this is when online was still kind of becoming a thing. Like we had dial-up. Oh, okay. When oh. I wanted to get online. Oh, back when you are in school. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We okay. had to wait for the whole Oh gosh! Wait for your (laughs) and your phone line was busy for hours while you were online, (laughs) and so I mean we were only allowed to use two online references. Everything else had to come from the library, and sometimes most things we had to have five to ten references. Oh gosh! But only two could be online. You know, now I'm sure you could probably use them all online, but and use your phone. I mean, well now because there's apps. Yeah, there's an app for everything. Yeah. I had a, um, gosh, I don't know, not even going to be able to think of what it's called now. <laughs> the little handheld Palm Pocket, Palm Pilot, Palm Palm Pilot? Is that what it was? Blackberry. No, I, no, 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 it wasn't a Blackberry. It was, I think it was a Palm Pilot. Okay. that makes. It that wasn't a phone right. or anything like that, yeah. but it would store stuff. And I remember Corey bought several of my reference books that we used every day in nursing school and downloaded them onto that. Ah. So they were on that, and yeah, I could put a lot of my stuff, and I would carry that instead of carrying five books. Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, that was like... Corey is so te- technical. I love that. Isn't he, though? And remember when you could just bump someone else? That, like, I remember if someone else had a reference you wanted, you could just bump your devices together, and it would give it to oh, you. Oh, I have no... I, no, that's all new to me. That was like a Palm Pilot thing. You could uh, just be like, ooh, I, I want Pilot. that, and you just bump them together, and it would send it to the other person. It was crazy. That's like freaky. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we were also talking the other day because, you know, everybody streams TV. Does anybody actually watch live TV? Everybody streams. I do. I'm old, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like when I was a kid, we would have our favorite shows and they only came on one night a week at a certain yep. time. And you either sat around and waited for that show to start and watched it through the commercials and everything. Or if you were going to be gone, you had to set your VCR to record it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then when we first got married, DVRs started coming out, and I remember we could DVR shows, and oh. I would have a list of things that had been DVR'd, and I could go back through and watch them. But, I mean, now, I don't watch regular TV. If we want to watch something, uh, you just watch it on Hulu the next morning, or no Netflix. commercials, I mean, Netflix. There's Netflix. But Maryland does Netflix a lot. So Netflix, in 2010, was when you paid a monthly fee, and they would send you a DVD. Remember, you no. would make you would. Go I never th- do. I don't do Netflix. So Netflix used to be a thing where you would get online and they'd have a list of all kinds of DVDs, categories, all that. You would pick your top so many, okay, ten or twenty or whatever, and they'd send you a couple or one at a time. How whatever your subscription was, you know, however high. I want to say it was like ten or eleven dollars a month, whatever. Okay, they would send you one. Whenever you sent that one back. 
you keep it as long as you want it. You keep it for months. They're oh, just not going to send you another oh, one until oh, you send it back. Okay, I'm vaguely, yeah, I'm vaguely. So as soon with as that. you'd send one back, they'd send you send another, you another one. one. Yeah. I mean, that was what Netflix was. It was not a streaming thing. So. So it was mail flicks. It wasn't I mean, Netflix. Yeah, remember you had to actually look through a TV guide. <laughs> To see yeah. what you wanted to watch and, and what time. And I mean, like, do kids even know what commercials are these days? Like, I don't even know. I mean, I hate commercials now. I mean, I, I have to say. everything. So I'm I... spoiled now where there's no commercials. And if I have to watch something with commercials, I'm uh, like, nobody's got time for this. I watch disc golf on YouTube when a commercial comes. I just like Exactly. Mute. Like YouTube the bathroom, videos. Whatever. There's, a com- there's always commercials. And you're just like, eh, I'm not that interested. And it didn't used to be that way. But it's all about. The money. In, something's got to pay for it. Got nothing's it. Yep. free. Nothing's free. Um, Hotmail. <laughs> Remember coming up with your cute little email address. <clears throat> Mine was AOL. I was way before Hotmail. Hotmail first launched. That was in 1996. Yeah. AOL was before that. Wasn't it? It's crazy. I thought AOL was before that. I probably... Corey, would you look? Wait, Corey's not here. Yeah. Wait, we're lost without you, Corey. We need Corey, you Google- we need you here. We look need you the- Googling everything. <laughs> Just like we said, we don't have somebody to Google everything that we need. Okay. Anyway, I, Hotmail, yes. Can you imagine how hard it would be for me to find these fun facts if I had to actually like look stuff up? I know. I mean, if I You would have just, no segment. I wouldn't. I would not have you the time You would not even to, be here. No. <laughs> I have to be like running around town interviewing people. You have to go to the library. I gotta look up these five. I need a week to look up. I need up a the- week to look up <laughs> a five minute section. <laughs> so um, GPS, right? Another like, one. That's just a thing. When someone asks how to get to your house, you give them your address. Or pull the Rand McNally paper map. That's like this. But big. I remember actually taking vacations, and we had a map. Oh yeah, you me took too. a full blown map, and you had to read that sucker and figure out which road went where. Yeah, no. And- Find yourself and and hope it didn't change. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean, the very some of the very first vacations me and Corey went on together, we had a big old map. I can't even imagine now because now you just plug things into your and I mean the cars have them. I mean I remember when it was a, a Garmin sitting on your dashboard, but I mean now they're just built into the car and, and you know. And I wish that GPS would was a hundred percent. It ain't a hundred percent. I mean, remember it's when, like ninety. I would think. Remember when like MapQuest was. State of the art. Or remember when you had to pull it up on a computer and print it? Because we didn't yeah. have it on our phones. Uh, so right. you'd get on a computer, print it, tell it where you wanted to go, print <laughs> it, and yeah. then you followed the directions, turn left on. You know, I remember following those too. But I mean, now you just stick any address into your phone and. And like you said, the cars even the have cars it built have in them. Yeah. And it takes where you need to go. It's all radiation, and we're going to turn green and then be. <laughs> <laughs> Free one-day shipping. What? Amazon? Remember when you had to order something through a catalog and wait six weeks and pay God knows what for shipping? I'm trying to train my mother if she wants something. I love you, Mom. And she knows what I'm talking about. She will still find a catalog. Oh, my goodness. And write the check. They even make catalogs? They do. And write a check. No. And send it and wait for... And then Three like, months later, it'll yeah, show up. Yeah, and then she'll say, I got a letter that says it's back ordered." <laughs> you know, like three months later. I mean, I'm like, like, I'm so bad now that... And at one point last year, because, you know, when we were all quarantined at home... Yeah. At one point, packages were showing up and I didn't know what they were. <laughs> Because I had ordered so many things and things just start showing. It was like Christmas every day. You're like, I don't know what I ordered. Hey, cool. I forgot I ordered this. 
But I mean, now you can pay a one-time fee, and this was all developed. Um, two thousand two was when this came about. Two thousand two. Yes, Amazon introduced their free shipping on orders over ninety nine dollars. Okay. Then in two thousand five, they introduced Amazon Prime. Okay, that's what I know. You pay seventy nine dollars a year, and you get two day shipping for free on all orders. Two day. Okay. Two days free shipping. All right. I just yeah. I don't know how to even... Again, that's why I'm telling my mother. She wants something. Tell me. We'll just order it and have it in your house in two days. And she, she ordered like like a little birdhouse or whatever. And like within four days it came. It's like, I got your birdhouse. Really? It's like, like how'd yes. you get that so fast? Yeah. iPhones. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that kind of goes back to our texting or little flip phones. But right. I mean, there's other smartphones, but without the iPhone, we'd all still likely be walking around with flip phones and Blackberries. And, really? Yeah. I mean, they were mostly used for actually making phone calls back then. And that's I know, all. iPhones <laughs> don't make phone calls. <laughs> like, does anybody actually call people on them anymore? And, and if you call them, you just FaceTime them. You actually do a well, I know, video but, call. But everybody texts now. You don't really right. need to call somebody. Right, you don't actually call somebody. anybody. Yeah. But, um, it's hard to believe, but the iPhone actually came around in 2007. So, I mean, thinking back. I thought it was early. Really? Wow. I mean, see, technology is going so fast now. I want to see. I remember we moved here in 2006. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that is when Corey got a work phone. And it was the very first iPhone. It was a big, heavy block of brick that weighed a ton. Oh, you know? really? But, oh, it was amazing. Because it was an iPhone. But, yeah. Ama- it, wow. Um, Uber and Lyft. Like, taxis are so 2009. <laughs> Nobody calls for a taxi. You just call for an Uber or a Lyft. And um, by 2014, it, was, it came about in 2010, uh, was when a rider called for the very first Uber in San Francisco. By 2014, the ride-hailing app was operating in 100 cities. By mid-2017, riders had taken a staggering 5 billion trips Uber's main competitor, Lyft, launched a bit later in mid-2012. Billion with a B. Billion. Dear That was 2017. Five billion trips. Instacart, which goes along with Grubhub, DoorDash, any of those. I mean, you can literally have food. You know, back in the day, you could order pizza, and that was it. Oh, yeah, Domino's or Pizza Hut or something. Yeah, and I know in the bigger cities, you could order Chinese, but... Not where I live, not here in the Midwest. You could okay. order pizza, and that was literally the only thing you could have delivered to your house was pizza. Wow. Now, you can order anything. You can have any restaurant you want delivered to your door in a matter of minutes. Applebee's. Exactly. And, yeah. Or wow. McDonald's. I mean, if you don't feel McDon- like driving down the road. Oh, because, yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. fast food or anything. But you can also, um, Walgreens, Casey's, any of those little... In bigger cities, you can have anything delivered to your door. They've got shipped and all those things, and they'll make a run to Target for you and have it to your door in a couple hours. Um, Groceries, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Instacart is like Aldi, Kroger, Costco. Those will deliver to your door in a matter of just a couple of hours. Walmart has finally started doing that in our area. Um, I believe there's a little bit of a weight to it, though. It's probably not... You're talking deliver? Yes, they will. Because they have pickup. Okay, they have online pickup, but you can actually pay a little bit extra. The online pickup is free, Mm -hmm. but I think it's $14, and they will deliver it to your door. Wow. 
but I don't I don't think it's the same day. It may be the next. I don't know. But I know like Casey's mm. and stuff like that. You can call and it's they use Uber or not Uber. <laughs> DoorDash. <laughs> Door, no, Door, okay, they yeah, use yeah. DoorDash and they'll deliver it right to your door. Okay. So if you run out of milk or juice and you're Because I know people who do DoorDash. Didn't Grant do it? Grant still does DoorDash. He still does it. Okay. He does it up near Springfield and it's super busy. Wow. I mean, I think about like my son started band camp this week. Okay. So he's there for six or seven hours a day. But they have a dinner break in between. I mean, you can only pack lunch. Oh, right. Like, you know, you get tired of sandwiches. I mean, these parents, you just get on, you order a DoorDash and have it delivered to them at a certain time. To the school. To the school. They'll deliver it right to them. It's God, already paid for. Have so changed. You since know, I was remember you- back when you had to order pizza, you had to pay for it when it got there. Yeah. Because you just picked up a phone and called and had it delivered and then you had to pay right, for it when it right. got there. But now you order all these things online, it's paid for, just along with that online banking, it's all in there. I just, I don't know. If you Where think, do we go from here? If you, are... Right? <laughs> and I mean, like, think about our, our grandparents that were born in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. You know, like, they barely even had cars. And now they have iPhones and app and iPads. And that's just Computers, crazy. desktops, not, yeah. God. Um, last but not least, Amazon, Alexa, or Google Home. (laughs) If you find yourself telling Alexa to turn off the lights, tell you the weather, play you a song, tell you a bedtime story, (laughs) set an alarm, anything you want it to do. Timer. That's what Gary does. Yeah. Amazon's first Alexa-enabled device, the Echo, um, wasn't widely available until 2015. Today, the number of devices that use Alexa has exploded, and you can even ask her to tell you a Yo Mama joke. Oh, no. <laughs> you got one? I, I don't. I don't oh, I thought you were getting ready to tell <laughs> Sorry, I didn't look up a Yo Mama joke. No, my buddy Gary and Cheryl, uh, his wife Cheryl, I mean, they've got Alexa, and I think they've got, like, Echo Dot. I don't even know mm-hmm. what Dot is. What's Dot? I don't even know. That's just a brand of it. We have Google Home. And and I don't even realize yeah. how much I use it. Like we oh, yeah? we don't turn on lights in our house. When it gets dark, when it hits seven or eight o'clock at night, all certain lights are set to come on. Oh, okay. And they just do. And then at eleven o'clock or whatever at night, they just automatically go off. If you want them to go off sooner, we say, "Hey Google, turn off the lights, or turn off the yeah. living room lights, or turn off the bedroom lights, or." See, I remember, I don't know if it was Garen or somebody, while Corey was here doing, is way before you came on, the, doing a podcast, and he would call Corey and say, tell Alexa to, to tell a bedtime story because it doesn't recognize my voice or something like that. But it would recognize Corey. Mm-hmm. Corey. So over the phone, oh, yeah. he would say, oh, it. It Corey like, loves to mess with <laughs> us. I mean, you've like got to know Corey, but... <laughs> When he's at work or when he's gone or whatever, we can all be sitting there watching TV and suddenly the lights will start going off and on. <laughs> Randomly, this lamp will come on, this one will because go Because he's got it all programmed. Exactly. He'll sit there and play with them just to freak us all out and make the light. And then and then there's always the time of where we don't, none of us have our phones on us. Yeah. And like we're just not near our phones or whatever. But he needs to reach us or he's at the store. 
he'll come on and it'll broadcast throughout the house. There's a Google Home in every room. The oh. kids have one in their room. There's a main one in the living room. And he'll be like, you know, broadcasting from Corey saying, and then it'll have his voice saying. Like on the TV. It'll come through the Google Home. Yeah, yeah. And it'll say, you know, does anybody need anything from the store? Or can everybody come to the parking lot and help me bring in groceries? Or, you I all mean, are like real technical at your house. Well, I'm not. Corey is. <laughs> if it were just me, I'd be living probably in the olden times and still have a flip phone. <laughs> flip phone. <laughs> but now, I mean, I get ready to go to bed at night and we tell, uh, he's got our set to where we say, hey, Google, it's time to hit the hay. All the lights go out in the house and the vacuum turns on and starts vacuuming. Oh, the Roomba? Yes. Yeah, not the... No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of was like... The neighbors <laughs> might not like that. No, the Roomba is quiet enough. You can run it at night. But yeah, I mean, that's like our command at night. You say, hey, Google, it's time to hit, hit the, the hay. hay. And then bam. All the lights turn off. The Roomba starts running. We all go to bed. I think I'm too old school because I just... I mean, I like having control. I, I don't. Want, I feel like, like I have more control. I mean, you, do you really? You control everything. You control it with your phone. You control it with your voice, and but that's uh, I don't. You know. know, just like the whole, I don't know, just like the whole sending a check in the mail. You have no control of if and when it gets there. And yeah, I've been that's a, true. I've been a victim of you know the mail theft where someone stole a check or we made our car payment or something through the mail but somebody stole the check and washed it wrote it for a different amount yeah you know we had the bank calling us saying where's your car payment and of course we had the carbon copy showing we had sent it and everything we're like sent it a month ago so yeah i mean now it's literally the click of a button well and i was trying to explain to my mother too it's like now that you have online and you do do online banking it's actually safer mm-hmm. than sending a check in the mail because once you set everything up, nobody knows your information except for that little password. Yeah, your bank is the only one managing everything. And oh, maybe and, I'll know, convince her someday. And know. you know, like, do our kids even know what a checkbook is or keeping a Probably checkbook not. register? Probably not. You know, I mean, that was something I remember when we first got married. Is is the two of us having to remember? When debit cards first came out, I remember when debit cards first came out. Really? When we first got married, there was a brand new concept, and only a few places would take them. Oh my God. Not everywhere would oh, take them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Only You'd a, have to ask. Only a couple places would actually take the debit card, but they it was an ATM card at first. That's all it was was an yeah, ATM card. exactly. And then slowly places started taking them, but... Corey was, that was one of our things when we first got married is he worked in Joplin and we lived in Miami. And when he would go to dinner, you know, he'd just swipe that card, get some cash out, but he'd forget to tell me, you know, and, and the only thing you had to do at home, I mean, we're keeping a checkbook register. Yeah. And so at the so end of the, the paper, month, right? we're like, we're out of money. Where did it all go? <laughs> and he'd forgot to give me. So I made him start keeping receipts. I mean, he'd bring me like a pile of receipts at the end of the week. Like, here's everything oh, I took God. out for the week or here's everything <laughs> I spent. But... I mean, that's those are basic skills our kids don't know. Yeah, I mean, did, and even in school now, because I remember taking uh, what was the class? It's probably home ec or home ec. I mean, well, they, they would yeah, teach you the like, basics of life. In that. Yeah, maybe a thing of home ec where you have the finances and how to mm-hmm. to do a checkbook and stuff. Yeah, kids don't do that now. And I mean, I don't know. It's like, do they even need to? It's you can do it online though. I mean, like we have the online banking and we have an online register where you still enter. Yeah. Everything you're paying and it keeps track of what's in your account. But 
I mean, honestly, at any point, you can pull up your account and look at your balance. I do that every day. And you can see everything that's gone through. And things don't take, you know, back when you wrote a check, it may take several days or even you know a couple of weeks if you were paying a bill yeah and my mom gets her bank statement once a month so she mm-hmm. doesn't know if anything's cleared or not i mean she's got the system down but again back now, when we didn't have this right, things they clear the that system. day you know once you've paid it it yeah. clears instantly and you can look at your account and know that it's probably pretty accurate there isn't anything that's going to be hanging out there and it's crazy <laughs> I think this fun fact segment was called We Getting Old. (laughs) We Getting Old. How did we survive? (laughs) Well, here is something fun. We have one more. Oh, before before we go to the next segment, um, I wrote down Ask Jeeves. Oh, yes. Is now ask.com. Oh, I knew that. Oh, I I've didn't. seen. I mean, I because not off the top I, of my head, I but I've on the seen URL, it. Askjeeves.com, and it, and it and it came up ask.com. I was like, oh, remember okay. it had a little butler guy standing there off. To oh the yeah, side oh and... yeah. Ask Jeeves. Well, that's why I think of my car because I named my car Sheffley because it takes me, it treats me well and takes me everywhere. I mean, now you just buy a Tesla and it'll drive itself, and I mean, you God, don't even have to drive your car. <laughs> I think it's time to get to the next segment. <laughs> It's the weather word of the week. And it's time for the Stormdare Weather Weather Word of the Week. And since nobody's here except me and Cher, and I don't want to do it, uh, <laughs> you get it. Okay, now. I'm looking nervous over here because I didn't look at this before, and now right. I don't have a clue that, how to well, say See, it. that's what's fun. Now, I did go and get a pronunciation on this. So I don't know what the common pronunciation So you try it, and then I'll tell you if that's close to what i heard oh man um, you don't you don't get a buzzer or anything it's like i don't know if i should say it fast altogether like reshabar actually shabar actually or... reshabar is where that's what came up reshabar reshabar okay I yeah like, i don't know if it's reshabar or reshabar or which well I, word when i saw it i thought reshabar but i didn't know which syllable got the enunciation so i but you nailed it see that's why you're a nurse that's why you're smart sure <laughs> okay what does reshabar mean um this has two different meanings here one well amazing look at that a strong northwesterly wind that blows across the Caucasus, 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 I guess. Yeah. Mountains from the Black Sea in the west to the Caspian Sea in the east to a local wind, cold in winter and hot in summer, that affects northern Syria, northern Iraq, western Iran, and southeastern Turkey. Yeah, Rishabar. Rishabar. <clears throat> a local wind, Rishabar. I don't know. I thought, thought that was cool. I got to figure out how to say I was like, I don't even know how to say the words in the definition. I'm really lost. Caucasus Mountains? Caucasus? C-A-U-C-A-S-U-S. I think of caucus. I think of the word caucus. Yeah. So that I'm like, caucus. Caucasus Mountains, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's way over there. I don't know. I need to get. See, I remember when Garen was here. It's like you give me a hard word. Yeah. I didn't know you were coming. He was like so nervous to come. He's like, he's gonna give me a hard word. I won't know how to say it. I'll look stupid. I'm like, ah, can't look stupider than I do. You don't. And you don't look <laughs> stupid at all. Not at all. Wow. I think we went longer without Corey. You, you know what? We had lots of content in that story. Because I don't have Corey here to like kick me when I'm talking to him. <laughs> well, you know, if you don't talk, then it's dead air. I can go off the rails all by myself. <laughs> I don't need help. 
I can carry a whole show for two hours you know, by I think, myself. I think we actually kind of stayed on the rails. You know, there's a couple of spots we went out outside the off the rails, but yeah, we did okay. The, the train went, yeah. So, well, now you said the Moonlight Madness uh, is a week. So yes. next so week, so next week Corey should be Corey able to be here, be back. And uh, do we have a, a fourth? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have Grant or Garen with Grant us. Grant loves this. Garen loves it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Grayson was too. He was like, yeah, okay. I think he was okay with it, but he works too much. So yeah. We'll keep him and actually, work. I think he's going. He's going back to college soon. He'll only really? be home a couple more weeks, and he'll be back to college. So, oh, he goes in Miami, right? Yes, yeah, he'll go back to Oklahoma. Oh, so oh, see, when does college start now? Is the middle of August? And depends. I mean, most of them are usually mid to later August. See, I remember when I was a little kid, we started right after Labor Day. Oh yeah, there's still places that do. I think there's not other, August. There's Labor other Day. places that don't start school till after Labor Day. But they also go till almost June too. So yeah, see Labor Day to Memorial Day. I mean, it was rare we would go. Usually, it's like the twenty. We always started the teens somewhere in August, the teens to the twenties, early twenty, like twenty one, twenty two. Wow. But most of the time, I remember it being like seventeenth, eighteenth, somewhere in there. That's crazy. And college usually is a little bit behind the regular public schools. Oh, I'm like, thinking of public school. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the public schools, like, the like you know, schools. here would start 18th or 19th, and then college would start the next week. They're always oh, a little okay. bit. okay. They always start a little bit later. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, he'll, oh, I'm ready for everybody to get out of my house because <laughs> they're eating me out of house and home. Well, they, well, yeah. Well, that's why Corey's working 9, I 10, keep, 12 hours. I go buy hundreds of dollars of groceries, and the next day they're gone. I'm like, where did all the food go? <laughs> And like, I don't want to go to the store. Like nobody's home at the same time, so you don't actually see it being oh, eaten. Oh, right. It's like everybody eats whenever they happen to come home. And, and then it just kind of disappears. I go the, the next morning, or I'll go to make dinner one night because I bought something for dinner, and I'm like, where, where, where's the chicken that I bought for dinner? And somebody had ate it. And oh. They're usually really good at, at knowing what things okay. they can eat for dinner and knowing to ask, you know, is this yeah, for a like, meal? No, <laughs> this is for the family. There's been a couple of times when they've just helped themselves <laughs> and it's gone. Well, you know, that is one advantage of living alone. But what's funny is, is like, I for- completely forgot to go to the store today because I got back last night and I thought, I'm going to go to the store today. I didn't go to the store you today. You should have placed an online order while you were on the plane. I sh- uh, you know, I should have. Just picked it up on your way home, and you'd have had groceries. Got and- to. We came back via Houston for some reason. Normally, we go Denver, but... The weird, the thing I'm going to miss now is when I do go spend hundreds of dollars on groceries, one of the modern technologies is I text everyone on my way home and say, meet me in the parking lot. I got food. And I got all these teenage boys that come down and help carry everything into the house. Nice. I don't have to carry groceries, but boy, when they all leave, it, and well, is Grant and Grayson moving together, or just, no? Grayson just, will go back to Oklahoma. Grant oh, will, he'll oh, the, Grant oh. Will go to his own place, and well, but he lives in the same complex. So yeah, could, I can just text him and say, "Hey, help like, carry your mom. Help your mom carry come the on, groceries. Help, help your mom here, <laughs> at least with the big, huge case of water." <laughs> well. I, you know, you're going to have plenty of time at the pool. I know you love the pool, and it's going to be hot, and it's going to be dry. We've actually been enjoying some lake time lately. Like, I've actually oh, been enjoying the lake. Right. the lake more than the pool. Huh. It's that zero entry thing. I love oh, okay. to be able to just kind of sit on the edge and put your feet in and yep. walk in instead of having to just fully jump in. 
Well, mm. when I went to the ocean, I just I went into my knees and then it kind of splat. You know, it was wavy, so it splashed me, and then it, it was chilly, and then it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm not a water person. Table Rock right now is like bath water. Oh, it's, Table Rock? Oh, I bet. It's amazing. I mean, it's not so warm that it's not refreshing, mm-hmm. but it's not cold or cool. Like, it just feels good. Like, yeah. you don't have to, you don't get that whole body shock when you first hit the water. Exactly, like Tini Como. <laughs> yeah. Now, that one will send you into actual shock. But, no, I mean, you just step in and it feels good. It's just perfect right now. It is the perfect temperature. So, well, go enjoy our lakes while it's... yes. Well, it's hot. It's going to be hot, hot, hot. You might want to go into Taney Como at this point. Well, Shara, I think it was a success. I don't think it, like I said at the beginning, it could go one of two ways. It went the great way. So we were discussing beforehand. We were like, how's this going? Randy, I'm looking at You were nervous. You're like, like, I don't know. I am. I was looking at this huge uh, agenda and I'm like, I I don't know any of this. you did just fine. So I can ramble about anything. So we know if Corey is unavailable, I've got you. And I learned. I, I got that from my father. I can ramble on any subject at any time for perfect. as long as you need me to. Perfect. Well, I'm sure we'll be seeing you at, uh, or you'll be seeing you at the pool and the lake. Yes. When hot. So uh, we want to reiterate yet again what Shara said. It's going to be hot. Heat advisors are going to come out. Drink lots of water. Check on the elderly. Don't stay out too long. And another thing, if you have pets... Remember, if you're walking those pets out on the driveway or especially the road, that Can road is 100. Yeah, it's 140 degrees Make sure out they there. have plenty of water and fans. And yeah. I, th- I think the term that they use is like, if you can't walk barefoot. Right. They can't either. They can't either. So please be mindful of that. And like, you know, put lots of water. Put a couple of ice cubes in their, in their water. All right. You got anything else? I think I'm out of info. Okay, well, I think it's time to wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.